when somebody offers you nine figures and you say no because you believe in yourself, yeah. again, it takes a very, very rare person yeah. or a rare group of people to be able to get all the way to the top, dodging every mine in the minefield. We are here trying to help stimulate the middle class with music. Stop pressing CDs. What is the reason people don't hit publish? Fear. Consistent quality content. Did you know that uh, Vance and I want to answer your questions? We do. It's true. Hashtag Ask Tom and Vance. Or you can call. What's the number? You can call 615-682-1811. And when you call, leave your name and the city you're from and your question. And we'll play it on the show. Yeah, we will. And answer it for you. As long as your question's not weird. Yeah. Don't be weird. Welcome back to the Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. I'm Tom, and Vance is here too. Hello. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How about you? Marvelous. I love how at the beginning of this, we do this introduction as if we haven't been talking for like an hour before we started filming. It's been an hour and 40 minutes at this point. Has it really? Yes. Daggum. We're jawing on. It's true. It's true. Well, that's what happens. When you're friends. Cause you gotta have friends. <laughs> Your hand just appears in the other camera. Oh, I forget that that one's there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like sit my head in your hand. Oh, oh man. So what's the haps? What's uh, what are the facts? The facts? Today, what is the fact? The T- fact. Today's fact. Yeah. Did you know? Wait, where'd it go? Sorry. Rats multiply so quickly that in 18 months, two rats could have over a million descendants. Oh my (laughs) God. Dude, that's ridiculous (laughs) and disgusting. Well, no wonder the plague was such a big deal. It also explains New York. Yeah. But they're like the size of small dogs. Dude. I've... I have only seen an actual, like, grown, full-sized rat a couple of times in my life. Like, with the big, long tail. It's terrifying. It, they're, dude, they're rancid. It is terrifying. Yeah, it's, like, real gross. Yes. I had a friend growing up who actually had a pet rat. Gross. It was weird. <laughs> I think his name was, like, Terminator or something like that. <laughs> are they... It was the 90s. Are they, like, goldfish? Did they grow to the size of their environment, or does like a house rat get as big as the subway he, ones? It was a big, fat no. rat, and he like had a little leash for it and everything. It's gonna like, be a no a for me, dog. It was, yeah, hard pass. No, yeah, it was no good. That's not for me. If Tom wants a rat, he's not getting a rat. We'll get him a goldfish. He can have a hamster. He can have a hamster, maybe. A guinea pig. I don't know. I don't want that smell in my house, that wood chip, <laughs> barn and duke smell. <laughs> so terrible. God. The worst are ferrets, though. They reek the worst. Never. I don't know if I've ever played with a ferret. You're not missing anything? I don't feel like I'm missing no, anything. you're missing nothing. <sighs> Anywho, uh, vermin aside, what are we talking about today? It's a great question. <laughs> Oh, that was actually to me this time. I can answer it. Let me refine the question. Um, I think it was, 
No, I know, I know it was. We're going to talk about uh, are there any benefits to uh, either starting, running, or signing with an indie label in the uh, new digital age? Like artists have the power to do everything at their fingertips. So is, th- is there any advantage to having an indie label? Or from the other side of it, if you want to start a label, is it possible to win and that, you know, it, let's clarify if you're starting a label to actually like put out good content and be good to your artists and like run a label correctly and, and well and be a good human being rather than just like being a you know, profiteer. Duh. So if you're doing that, uh, is it worth it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to be fair, I don't think that's a blanket statement. I would say yeah. like... 90% of the time, the answer is no. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't need a label. 100% starting out, Andy, yeah. you don't need a label. And I would argue that most times, unless you have a huge audience, it's going to do more harm than good. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with that. I think, I think there is a, a place for the record label still there and there will always be I do think that the record label as an entity is going to have to become is gonna to have to get rebranded at some point as mm-hmm. something different than a record label yeah too much damage has been done to the record label moniker and I think it's gonna to have to get shifted into something else like a I don't know a promotional agency or a marketing network or something like that it's gonna to have to get called something else uh, rather than a record label um, but I do think I, th- I think that there are advantages to it at certain points uh, but I don't think it's a necessity by any stretch of the imagination not anymore I think that traditionally people who have sought to like get a record deal they want to get a record deal so they don't have to do the work. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'll have all these people in an office work. on my team, right? And it still doesn't work that way. Like it, it, it hasn't worked that way since like the '80s. Uh, there's just not. There is no replacement for doing the work yourself anymore. Yeah. Um, you. E- even if you get a record deal, you're still going to be expected to do the large majority of the work for your business and your brand. Well. Even to be fair, in this day and age, like you don't just get a record deal anymore. No. The budgets are smaller than they once were. Mm-hmm. And even to get one at that point, you, like labels are now smart mm-hmm. because they don't develop. They want a proven thing that you proved could like get to a certain point, you know, and whatever their personal metric is, mm-hmm. whether that's X number of fans, whether that's you selling at a certain level of tour. Right. Like, there's no, like, sweet, you had a really great song. We can Mm -hmm. make you into a star. Right. Unless you're 13 years old and on a Disney show. Right. But there's no development. Like, you don't... You have to develop yourself. Exactly. It's like the the Boston Red Sox aren't going to sign a kid in ninth grade and then, like, put money into him to develop. They're going to snatch him up when he's, like... If he's a stud coming out of high school, or they're gonna wait till he performs well in college and mm-hmm. puts in the work himself, 
and then they're going to pull him in and they're not going to stick him in the unless again he's a stud they're not going to stick him in the major leagues until he has developed even further absolutely well just in life like and it's the same for music nobody wants to take a one right to have to get that to a 10 right because there's so much and i think in the past you could probably get to like a six mm-hmm. and if then they'd take that to a 10 and right. now like that gap is shortened to where they want to take an eight and a half or a nine and mm-hmm. take that to a 10. All they want to do is take a proven business and put it through their machine to make them some money. Yeah. Hey, this thing's generating revenue. Let's get a piece of it. For sure. That's it. Uh, I think I, I think the only way, I think from the artist's perspective, uh, there are zero benefits to signing a record deal until you have a proven business that generates revenue that is sustainable and then and only then should you consider a record deal either with an indie or a major if it makes financial and business growth sense for you that's the only time i think a record deal can work and i do think a record label can work in today's musical landscape for a certain level of artist uh simply because you have that opportunity if the label has enough clout to be pulled over sort of from like the underground like viral sensation world to appearing on the major pop station in each major city in America or something like that. Like if you want to go from that status to like actual superstar status a label can help with that. I, I don't think that's like FM is still controlled by the gatekeepers. And unfortunately FM still does have an impact with a certain set of listeners. And you go from like, you go from making plenty and having plenty of exposure to being like superstar Beyonce Timberlake status or whatever. Like you can still break into that, but you don't need that. Actually, I'm glad you're talking about this. So, curious your thoughts yeah because I have pretty strong thoughts this came up at brunch the other day with some friends Mm. that we had some opposing views on this topic actually where uh, they feel like sure you can get to a certain point as an independent artist Mm -hmm. but if you want to become an a-list artist you still have to go through the machine Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't believe that personally Mm -hmm. They do. And I'm curious where you fall on that. Like, you know, because we we preach DIY, we preach do what you can, get it out there, hit publish, make stuff, build your Mm -hmm. audience, you know. And, you know, we also talk a lot about wanting to stimulate the middle class of music because we believe in the idea that Mm -hmm. having music be your job, even if you're not making a million dollars, is better than having to do something other than music if that's what you feel called to do. Mm -hmm. But... Do you believe you can take it to that A-list status without having the machine? Uh, I believe that we have to... Well, what's, let's figure out what's the definition of A-list status. Household name. Household my mom, name. My mom knows who you are. All right. That's always been my... Because, you know, my mom doesn't follow... Mm-hmm. All the underground stuff, but like she knows the Maroon Fives and the Taylors and the mm-hmm. Justin Timberlakes and the Bruno sure. Mars and okay, yeah. 
Uh, I, I believe that if you want to be a household name with your mom or my mom in that generation, then to become that level of A-list, yes, you have to go through the machine because of the machine's connections to getting you on media formats that those people engage with. Like, I don't watch award shows. People in their 50s do. I mean, people my age do, to be sure. I'm just not one of them. But if you want to perform on the Grammys, odds are, first of all, you're going to have a lot easier time performing on the Grammys if you are put on by somebody like Warner who has the connections to do that. I'm not saying it's not easier, but right. is it possible? Because even with the yes, Grammys... It, it is It is possible You have chance to, to do it without. Right. You have Macklemore. Right. It is possible... But, all right, so, well, let's talk about Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, full DIY, independent, nominated for a Grammy as an independent, right? Yeah. Who, who put him on to get him onto the Grammys? Like, how did that happen? Do you know? Was it his management team? Who made that connection? Like, he didn't just pick up the phone one day and say, hey, Grammys, I want to play because I have some popularity. They ran this ad campaign directly to people that vote for Grammys. Right. Uh, because they had had so much success with the record. Okay. Uh, that they did independently. Record crushed. Okay. And so they pretty much targeted the Grammy mm. society. Does, being like, why not me? Right. And that was kind of the whole okay. campaign behind it. Okay. Is he on a label now or is he still independent? I think he's independent. I guess I could technically be wrong, but um, as far as I know, he's still independent. Let's just look it up. Because my thought process is that, no, you don't have to have a label to arrive. It makes it a whole lot easier. I'm just going to let you look it up since you're on it. It makes it a whole lot easier. Uh, I just think that... Well, let's just look at percentages. You just named two people who have gotten onto A-list, the big stage, the award show, without the deal. That's two of how many others, of how many award shows, who are A-list, right? So it's possible, it's just highly unlikely. I actually don't think that's true. You don't? I think we're at the turning point and people don't think about the future. Mm. People are so stuck on what has worked versus what will work. And because we're in that transition, uh, yeah. And it's weird to me. People act like YouTubers are different. And obviously, like, they make videos and musicians make music. Mm -hmm. But I think that should be such a hybrid world. And the fact that, like, you can walk through Target and there are freaking, like, teenage girls that I've never heard of mm -hmm. that have toy brands. Right. Because they have millions of followers on YouTube mm -hmm. because they made videos. I literally, like, my two-year-old nephew mm -hmm. was, like, hanging out at their house the other day and maybe you know because mm -hmm. you have a small child or maybe he's not there yet this dude named blippy nope like literally he's not there yet <laughs> he uh he literally like i think is former military but has also done a handful of things mm -hmm. and when he i guess his niece or somebody a couple years ago uh was trying to find videos for them to watch on YouTube mm -hmm. that was like targeted for them that were educational, didn't have any, created this entire character called Blippi, has uh, 
three different channels that I'm aware of, okay. all of which have over two million subscribers, mm -hmm. like billions of views with a B, yeah. that has created this entire empire and a team of 20 people because he put in the work and just made all of this content sure. for this group of people that was targeted. Mm -hmm. And with nobody's help. Right. So like, why are musicians still scared? Use the tools. Like, yeah. And that to me is like, that is not a, a solo yeah. thing. Like there are so many people on the YouTube side creating mm -hmm. content that are focused on, I'm just going to make stuff and build my mm -hmm. audience. And then from there, like the dude, perfect guys that my, uh, yeah. like my 10 year old nephew mm -hmm. loves those dudes. Yeah. Well, RIP Toys R Us, but like had an entire toy line in Toys R Us yeah. because they made trick shot videos. Right. And so to me, it's like, stop focusing on like trying to go down on all these people in suits. Mm -hmm. Make shit tons of music. Yeah. Hit publish, make videos of you creating all this stuff and connect with people. Right. Like, I, so, so yeah, I think it, I, I think it is possible. I think the reason it doesn't happen as much is because it takes a very special person or group of people to make that happen. You have to have the talent and the work ethic and the perseverance to continue on for years, even when it sucks for a long time. And most people just don't do that. I agree. I think that is the problem. I think that music hasn't figured out that joy is in the work. Which yeah. we've talked about yes. before. Where people like, think joy is in the results. YouTube creators love creating content. Yeah. Musicians act like they love making music, mm -hmm. but want to be famous and live a lifestyle that they saw in a music video because they think that's what it is. Exactly. And as soon as musicians learn, like, I love making music, yes. and I love creating this, mm -hmm. and I want to share what I love creating with all of these people. Yes. That is going to be just an epic turning point. And the short list of people that do that are crushing it. Yes. Like, like the people who would be doing it even if they weren't starting a YouTube channel about like, it. Like, I have to make music every day, otherwise I'm going to die. 100%. Those are the people who that is the grind disconnect. it out for 10 years and end up making something happen. And unfortunately, the people that whine the loudest are the ones that get hurt. And so you have these mm -hmm. people that are like... I made three songs. Why am I not famous? <laughs> I made three songs this year. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Like. Yep. What? Yeah. So, I, yeah. I would love to see more, uh, more people pushing against the door of the sort of A-list uh, old boys club. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, through uh, independent pursuit rather than going the traditional route. One of the big things to do that, I think, is you have to be willing to say no when they come knocking on your door and see dollar signs. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell me Chance the Rapper didn't get offered a record deal. Oh, tons. Exactly. And he said no to him to, to maintain ownership of his own brand and his own content. Mm -hmm. You know what guts that takes? It takes a tremendous amount of mental fortitude to say no to somebody offering you $100,000, $500,000, a million dollars. Especially when, if you're like most of the artists I know starting out, myself included, would love to have some extra income based on what you do. Like, yeah. 
If somebody offers you nine figures and you say no because you believe in yourself, yeah. again, it takes a very, very rare person yeah. or a rare group of people to be able to get all the way to the top, dodging every mine in the minefield. Even though like a million dollar record deal may have been great for him, he may have, he may have still ended up with a phenomenal career. A, to be fair, a lifetime career. He, I mean, he took a million dollars from Apple. Right. Like, but that's a business deal. And that's right. where people get hung up because people get upset about that stuff and they're like, oh, no, he's not totally mm, independent. Apple didn't ask for ownership of his business. Yeah, I think they did an exclusive. Right. Where that's they different. were the distributor mm-hmm. and the only place you could get it for two weeks or whatever it was. Right. But that's just good business. Right. <laughs> like, knowing you have something that people want. Right. And getting value from that. Mm-hmm. That is not the same thing as having to buy into a factory farm yeah. model. Yeah, I totally agree. On the flip side of all of this, to take it back to, do I think there's a way a label could be relevant in the future? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I also think it's a totally different thing because to kind of piggyback on the indie side, mm-hmm. I want to see a label come out that's not about cool, we'll buy you onto the radio and spend several hundred thousand dollars to right. see if it sticks. Right. Because obviously radio is not dead, but it's not the future, mm-hmm. like in my personal opinion. Uh, totally agree. I want to see a label that's built on cool. We're a content creation factory mm-hmm. where we have the resident social team that all they do mm-hmm. are taking content of you making music and turning that factory into putting out endless amounts of content mm-hmm. like all day long. I, I think I think the organization of a label in the future or current starting now and moving forward should be exactly what you're talking about. It just needs to be rebranded. Yeah. Like a, a record label having its office and Press, pressing the CDs. I can't even say pressing CDs without mm-hmm. laughing anymore. Pressing yeah. CDs and shipping them out and talking to Best Buy yeah. and Amazon and Walmart. Yeah. Like, that's dead. Talking to FM, their radio team. Scratch all that. That's gone. Yeah. A label needs to be essentially um, an overseer of operations of a stable of clients yes. to say, like, let's say I'm a label and you're an artist. Mm-hmm. You come in and we sign a deal that gives me a portion of revenue from you, mm-hmm. not nearly, not 50% because I don't deserve that. What it should be is I get a portion of your revenue, a reasonable portion, and I basically executive produce your brand mm-hmm. and give you the tools to succeed, both in the form of helping you with the work and giving you what you need so you can do the work yourself in the form of tools and guidance to say, listen, here are the expectations. I want you to make sure you send me five videos a day, every day, and our team will chop it up and post it. I want you to post something. I want you to post three stories every day. This is part of your deal. This Mm -hmm. is your contractually bound to post three Instagram stories a day. Mm -hmm. One post, one post here, da, 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 da. You have to, you have to, write, record, and publish a song a week, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, But my job is to basically be your coach. Mm-hmm. And that should be 
the purpose of a label. It's basically a social marketing team mm -hmm. rebranded with a focus specifically on music and what works specifically for that genre. I think yes, but also with that, changing this whole mentality of like, oh, because like everybody's mentality is like, oh, I'm gonna get signed, I'm gonna get this fat check and all this stuff. Take all that out the window. Yeah. No advances. Like, mm -hmm. I think it needs to be, cool, we are a factory of creators <clears throat> that make music all mm -hmm. day, every day, and you are on salary. Yes. So your band? Exactly. We're not gonna give you $100,000. But we're gonna free you up for the next 365 days to do only this. We're gonna give you enough to pay your bills yes. every month on salary. Yes. We also hire this team that's helping create the content outside of mm -hmm. your music, yep. so literally, you show up and I don't even like, obviously you can work from home, but to me it's like, cool, you have like 10 artists in this factory mm -hmm. and you create this dope creative warehouse that mm -hmm. that's the office that everybody comes to every day. Mm -hmm. So now you have these 10 different artists that are all collaborating, creating content together, building each other's audiences up collectively. You got the three mm -hmm. kids on the social team that are shooting video all day long for all this different stuff, yeah. making social content for the bands. You've got the coach in the background just like mm -hmm. helping everybody move forward. Yep. And you're pumping out, you know, 10 people putting out a song a day, yep. you know, or collaborative songs a day. Mm-hmm. Is gonna succeed. That model also incentivizes everyone to have to perform yes because if if the record label if i the record label pay you the artist a monthly salary and i'm paying to have video content created and the only way i recoup paying paying my staff and paying you the only way i recoup is for your productivity to perform enough to bring in, in enough revenue to cover all that then it's on me to make sure that I do my job mm -hmm. in holding you accountable as the artist, yep. being on you to make sure that you are performing, holding my video team accountable, mm -hmm. and making sure that our organization, which includes you as the artist, all of us as a team, have to succeed and perform to a level that the revenue covers our expenses. Yeah. Basic business model. Yeah. Basic. All day. Right. I don't like, get to I don't get to sit back and just let you do your thing or just sign you so I can have a tax write off no. $100,000 like it actually incentivizes the label to do the thing that it says it's going to do for its artists. And then you make a performance based. Yes. Cool. So you're nobody and like you need development but like cool, you seem like you're talented. Mm -hmm. Okay. We might pay you I don't know, 500 bucks a month. Right. Okay, so like you might still not to might you still like are bartending on the side, but like you show up, okay, like you get to a certain milestone. Mm -hmm. All right, well now we're gonna pay you a thousand bucks a month because you put in that work and you grew your followers to X. And, and it's easy to be quantitative because social 100%. media has the metrics to measure everything. Oh cool. You reach 10K, you reach 30,000 impressions, you reach this number of weekly views, wh yes. whatever. When we reach those quantifiable milestones, your income goes up. And that's that doesn't even include the amount of revenue on the royalties. Right, you make eighty. You make eighty percent of everything anyway. Doesn't even include all that. That is what I think the future of what could be a successful, yes, win of a record label should be. Yes, and the way that the label justifies it is that they sign enough talent. Let's say the label takes twenty percent from each of their artists. Mm -hmm. They sign enough artists so that 
all of those combined 20% cover their overhead as an mm-hmm. organization. And it's also incentive to keep your team small. Like, small is fast. Yes. You know what I mean? If we have an office of five people, one's on video, one's on social, one's on mm-hmm. marketing, one's on just clerical, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's five of us and we're all busting tail. Yep. And we have 10 artists and we're taking 20% of each. Like, dude, yeah, you can make a lot of money. Yeah. It's just you have and to everybody reframe wins. it. And everybody wins. Everybody that's has a real audience. Yes. And, just, and that's the other thing, too, where, like, I think it's kind of a flaw. Where, like, I think hip-hop is great about collabing with people. Mm-hmm. I think all the other genres are not great at collabing with other people. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody wins. Yep. <laughs> Rising tides raise all ships. That's it, man. Like, yeah. That's so what I, I think it should be. Yeah. So I think... I think a record label can win. In fact, I would love to see the emergence of this sort of new style record label. Maybe we'll start one, the music stuff. I would love record that. Label. <laughs> I've, and I've thought we about have to it. Have, we have to have enough uh, infusion of cash to for that initial advance. But, uh, so maybe we'll monetize the podcast one day and then we'll start a label. But um, no, I really do think, I think that an artist can benefit from a label mm-hmm. if a label has their best interest in mind. I don't think it's necessary at all, but you have to be honest with yourself. Do I have the work ethic? Like, I'm not even gonna say talent because you can learn whatever you need to learn. Mm-hmm. Do I have the work ethic and do I have the perseverance and the patience to see this through to get to where I wanna be without having a record deal? Absolutely. Be honest with yourself. Um, and then if you wanna start a label, you've got to think about it from what is best for the artist, what is best for the end listener and consumer, like, and you have to be, you have to think about it in terms of brand. Mm-hmm. You can't, music cannot be thought of in terms of like, let's put out a song, make a million, move on to the next song. We are now in the music business, in the business of building brand. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not, it's changed. No. You are building a brand around the song or songs and the personality of the artist every time and that has to expand beyond just the music Mm -hmm. eventually that music's going to be free totally it's all going to be creative commons Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to leverage the creativity and talent of that artist into making revenue off of their personal brand elsewhere yep absolutely so might as well get on it now yes and i think that's a good place to wrap up Cool. Yeah. So uh, thanks for watching. See you guys next time. Boom. Boom.